Amen. Well, it's great to be with you. I recognize some very friendly faces, recognize some not so friendly ones, but that's okay. You don't know me. I'm friendly most of the time, but it's great to be here and it's great to see people that I know, people not. If you're first time here at Light Church, it's so great to be with you. And what a great church it is. What a welcoming church, a church that is full of compassion for the most broken uh, in this city. And that's why I love coming and visiting you, coming and hearing what God is doing among you. And today is such a significant day as we move into a new season uh, for Light Church. And I think it's been 11 years now that this church has been going. And what an impact God has used you in, in this city, in this community. And uh, I'm grateful to see what God's going to do in the years ahead. Um, before I share, I, did, I thought I wasn't going to share anything prophetically, but just quickly. And I will stick to my time. I just had a couple of words for people as God stirring me. The guy with Hero, you, yes, Mr. Bass Player. I saw you writing and... Um, as you were writing, there was a bit of a struggle with the writing. You were kind of looking at the writing and struggling with it. And uh, I just felt God's going to give you a writing gift, a gift to write. That's all I, I just felt writing. I didn't know whether that was, I mean, obviously you're a musician, so I didn't know whether it was musically, but I just saw a writing gift. There's something that God's put in you to write. And you're to, even though sometimes you struggle in that, and you look at the words, you think, I'm not quite sure. I just feel God wants to encourage you uh, to write. The lady just on this end here with the, the black hat on and the scarf, yes. I just, yeah, I, <laughs> I just saw you on your knees crying out to God. And God wants to encourage you, you're such a prayer. And God wants to remind you, he hears your voice, he hears your petitions. And there's times when you've really struggled in prayer and you've seen breakthrough. And there's other times you haven't seen the breakthrough. But God says he loves you because you're faithful. And you keep coming before him. Prayer for you is not a chore. It's a delight because you're coming towards your father. And God says he delights to hear you. He delights to hear your voice as you call out to him. And he just wants to encourage you again. Keep pushing in. And also to step out. Because there's sometimes when you just pray by yourself, but you, you hear God for other people. And there's sometimes you, you step back. And God wants to just encourage you. Step out because he's going to use you wonderfully. They, um, I'm trying to see. So I, that's why I look around in the worship. Oh, Gaz, there you are. And uh, I know you're a fighter. Don't, I do know him because I follow him on Facebook, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's not all prophetic. But I just saw for you and, and for your wife, your very pregnant wife. Don't give birth this morning. All right. <laughs> But I, I just saw there was a fight in you, a determination. And at times it's like, I just saw, it's almost, I've fought too much. It's too, been too much of a fight. That's what I saw. I saw you like you fighting and pushing through. And it's almost like I'm just weary in it. <laughs> it's weary, it's tiring. And uh, maybe this isn't the fight for me, but I just feel God wants to drink hard. You know, you're, this is the season to keep fighting. Yeah, Father, let's reach out and you know this couple, they're obvious, they're not, they can't hide in the corner, can they? <laughs> Father, we just want to pray and bless this dear couple, Lord, we pray as they push into all that you have for them, Lord, they wouldn't lay down any part of that fight, what you've put in them, what you've birthed in them, Lord, we pray, Lord, would they push through into all that you have for them, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, I'd love to pray some people later on. Um, we really want to make sure we pray for Matt and that, but I'd love to pray for some other people as we do that later on. Well, those who don't know, yes, I'm Steve from the great city of Hull. Who's been to Hull? Fantastic. Who's been back again? Oh, great. Great. Do come back and, and see us again. It's a great city. I moved there 14 years ago uh, with my wife, Jo, who would have loved to have been with us this morning, but we've had a sort of busy few weeks traveling to different places and uh, she wants to be with her home church this morning which is which is which is great it's great isn't it when you actually want to be in your own church you know and that's what she wanted to do this morning and uh, God is at work in our city we're just in the process of planting another church we planted into the east of the city four years ago River City Church just in the process of planting a church on a place called Orchard Park 
which sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Uh, it's one of the most deprived estates in our city, but full of beautiful and wonderful people. And um, it was wonderful to hear a prophetic word when we were being prayed for. We just call it our North Hole Church plant, and we're in a prayer meeting. And Josh and Jen, who some of you will know, they used to be in Bradford. Jen worked for TLG for a season, Josh and Jen Davies. They're in a prayer meeting, and somebody said, I just see that God has got orchards in the north that are going to grow and be fruitful, and fruit trees. And they're like, we're in Orchard Park. <laughs> and I believe that for the north, and that's why I'm still here. I'm a southerner, but I'm in the north because God has great orchards, great fruit in our cities and our villages, in our towns. And I'm grateful for what he's doing. It was so great. We haven't started meeting on a Sunday in North Hull, but last term we four, see four people give their life to Jesus on that estate. And uh, people don't tend to want to plant churches into more difficult areas because they like to have lots of students and youth and stuff. And we've been, people have been quite discouraging at times. But I'm thinking God's got a harvest field uh, in our places, in the most difficult places. So it's great to be part of that. One of the questions I often get asked, those of people who've come to visit our church, it says, why is it successful? Now, how do you measure success is a good question. Lots of people look at it because of the size of it. Maybe people look at it because of the impact we're making into our communities, the influence we're having in our city but we also have lots of failures (laughs) we've made lots of mistakes but one thing I do think is important for every church if it's going to move into the plans and purposes of God it is about and the key and the foundation is of course Jesus Christ but also the leadership of his church Harry Truman who was a previous US president said this men make history and not the other way around In periods where there is no leadership, society stands still. Progress occurs when courageous, skillful leaders seize the opportunity to change things for the better. Where there is no society, sorry, leadership, society stands still. Leadership is about taking things forward. And the church is on a mission not just to take the gospel to the north or to Bradford or to Hull, but to the ends of the earth, to the unreached people groups of the earth. And it's leadership that's going to take us there. We see across the nations where political powers rise and fall. It's strong leaders that are often making the biggest voice and the biggest influence. They're not always the best leaders, of course. Think about Trump. Let's not go there because I don't know what your politics is. But he's certainly a strong leader. Look at North Korea. We've got a very strong leader there. (laughs) But there's a difference between strong leadership and godly leadership and good leadership. And as we consider leadership today, because that's why we're here, that's why we're here to celebrate and to pray, I want us to consider leadership because leadership is for all of us. Because as Matt steps into all that God's called him to do, all of us here have also got to step into what God's called us to do. As Matt steps up into what God has called him, we all need to step up into what God has called us to do. And so I want to look at these verses in Acts, which talk about this whole leadership. And it says this, From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you, from the first day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. Then on to verse 27. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and the flock of God, which the Holy Spirit has made your overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he's brought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own men, a number, men will rise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples. Be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning you of you day and night with tears. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you inheritance among those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that the hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. 
In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Then when Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept and embraced him and kissed him. What grieved the most was his statement that he wouldn't see their face again. Then they accompanied him to his ship. In these verses, we see Paul, or what some would call Paul the Apostle, and the incredible humble leadership that he lived out as he served God's church. And all of us here are called to lead in some capacity. For some of us, we're called as parents to lead our children. Maybe just to come alongside one new Christian, help lead them and guide them into the truth of who they are now in Christ, to give support. Maybe you're a supervisor in your workplace. Maybe you're a lead nurse. Maybe you manage a production line. Whether you manage a team in the office or an individual or you're making impact into your community, we have a sphere of leadership and influence. We're called to live differently and to act differently. And even in these verses we've just read, Paul obviously had an incredible impact on these elders, the leaders of the Ephesian church. Now, Paul's leadership ability was not just because of his natural flair, his talent, but actually the Bible says that leadership is a gift from God. Romans 12 says this in verse 6 to 8. We have different gifts. Turn to your neighbour say, you've got different gifts. According to the grace given to us, if a man's gift is leadership, let him govern diligently. Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says, God, it was him who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. God has given us different gifts, grace gifts to his church so that we can all be built up, all encouraged and strengthened to live for God and the mission he's called us to do. And he's given men and women with leadership gifts to help serve his people, his church, and to serve here in Light Church. The main function, the main role that Matt's going to have is to train and equip each of us to be released into all that God has for us. So that this church will grow more healthy and begin to reproduce itself again and again. Do you know Matt's new role? Great, he's going to be the lead pastor. Great, everything's going to get done now. All those things that annoyed me about Light Church in the last couple of years. Now Matt is going to do them. All those gaps, all those things that got missed. You know, when, when I said oh, I was going to get a phone call and I didn't get a phone call, Matt's going to ring me now. He's going to sort it all out. That's not what Matt is called to do. Now, he will help fill some gaps. He will begin to see across the church. Where can he raise up people to fill the gaps? But do you know what? There's still going to be some gaps because you need to fill them. And there's new people in our city who haven't been saved yet. You need to come into the church and to be raised up and to do them. But he's going to help release us in our gifting. That's his primary role. And the main requirement of leadership is humility and laying our lives down. 2 Corinthians 4, 5 says, We don't preach ourselves, but Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. John Calvin, a famous church father, said this, If ministers wish to do any good, let them labour to form Christ, not to form themselves in their hearers. Matt's role, our role, if we know Jesus here, is to form Christ in others as we allow him to form Christ in us. A good leader will never build you to himself, but will always point you to Jesus. A good leader is able to listen to criticism and answer questions without being defensive or overly sensitive, because that's humility in servanthood. And out of this passage, I just want to draw four things out as we lead into a time of Gareth's going to help us as we pray and commission Matt, the first thing is this about leadership. Leadership takes responsibility. That's fairly obvious, isn't it? Acts 20, 28 says this. Keep watch over yourselves and the flock of God, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseas. Be shepherds 
of the church of God. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. God himself is a shepherd. Jesus was called many things. He was called a prophet, a teacher, apostle. But he says of himself, he says, I am the good shepherd. And Paul in these verses says that eldership, leadership has that role. They oversee the flock. They're like a shepherd, an under-shepherd. The Greek word for pastor actually is the same word for shepherd. So as a shepherd in my own church, I'm called to shepherd the sheep. That means that every area of church life and every individual. It doesn't mean I get involved in every detail and area of their life. That's impossible. But I have particular responsibilities that helps and puts things in place that cares for the sheep that God has made me responsible for in Jubilee Church in Hull. Because the buck stops with us. And the Bible's really clear. We're going to be judged on that fact. There's great responsibility. We're to carry the weight of the church. But all leadership means you take responsibility. Whether your responsibility this morning is to make the lunch and to lead the team, you're to care, you're to take responsibility. Whether it's our wonderful kids workers who are out there right now serving our children, they're taking responsibility. They've spent time this week planning, preparing, coming with resources. They've taken responsibility. But guess what? Not all the responsibility is theirs to sort out the spiritual life of your children. It rests with us as parents. Rest with us as a church community, whether we're able to have children or not. We all take responsibility. Matt's success is our success. Leadership success is all of our success. And of course, in the New Testament church, we had elders and deacons who were often released to do the work so that the elders, the leaders, could fulfill their role more effectively. Paul says, watch over yourselves. And as leaders and as Christians, we need to look at our own lives and families, make sure we're caring for ourselves first, spending time in prayer, reading the word, being accountable to one another. You know, there's too many church leaders that have no one to speak into their, church, into their own lives, to encourage, to strengthen, at times to correct. We need to do that with one another. But we also need accountability and friendships outside of our local setting who can help us often have a different perspective. That's what I love about what we do at Jubilee is others come in and I ask them, what did you see? What are the things we need to improve on? Because I can't see it all within the setting of my own church. And then I come back from Light Church and I said, wow, that worship was brilliant. Why was it brilliant? And I tell our worship leaders, this is some of the things I've learned as I've come among Light Church. As they've served their community, what have I learned? What have I benefited from? So leadership takes responsibility. All of us need to take responsibility for what God has given us, whether that's big or whether it's small, in our workplace or in the church. The second thing is this, leadership protects. Shepherds not only are called to watch, but when danger comes to act. In the Old Testament, the shepherds would often build watchtowers. They would look out for the danger. And spiritual shepherds are called to watch out for the dangers in the church. Verse 29 says, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come among you and will not spare the flock. That sounds a little bit scary, doesn't it? Savage wolves are going to come in. Well, often, as we know, the Bible also talks about wolves in sheep's clothing. Part of our leadership responsibility as we care is to protect the flock. That means our doctrine, what we teach on a Sunday, equips us and helps us. When we spot things that are being preached or being said that aren't quite right, when gossip begins to come into the church, rather than allow it to happen, we stamp on it and we stop it. We address it lovingly. But we say that's speak encouragement to one another. Let's build one another up because they are real enemies, false teaching, doctrines, savage wolves. That's why one of the values of Light Church is the Word of God. As we stand firm on what does the Word of God says, where we live in a society which often tries to distort the Word of Truth, that tries and fits the Word of God into our culture. Here in Light Church, we hold up the Word of God and say, no, this is the final authority. But how we apply it, is done in love and grace and humility, which is often not the same in many churches, is it? Where the Bible is just used to hit people over the head and crush them. 
Instead, here we lift up the word of God to bring people up. And traditionally, it was the elders that sat at the gate to guard at the city. They would watch who would come in and out. Psalm 23, it says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Shepherd's rod was a protection for the sheep. Maybe as a sheep, you don't understand that. (laughs) It's a bit harsh, but it's about protection. Correct use of authority produces security. When actors, leaders act with godly spiritual authority, the body will feel secure. Thirdly of my four, leadership guides. Anybody ever been involved in sheep, in farming? Nobody here in Bradford. You know, I was out in Northumberland, Northumberland last weekend. Lots of people went, yeah, that's me. But sheep have no sense of direction. Did you know that? They don't really know where they're going. They just want to find the grass. They just want to find the food. They will go aimlessly. The shepherd's role is to guide them, as God does, into green pastures. Into green pastures. The Bible says, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, it says more than that. It says we're all like sheep, Isaiah 26, 52 verse 6, that have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. So if you're not a Christian here this morning, the Bible describes you're actually lost. You've gone your own way. You've turned your back on the creator who has loved you and made you. Therefore, your life has no guidance, has no direction. You're on the wrong path. You're headed towards danger and ultimately total destruction. Yet Jesus, who calls himself a shepherd, will come alongside and to guide us. He's the one the Bible says he laid down his life for the sheep. And as ministers, as leaders of God, we're called to be that same shepherd to help continue to lead people and direct them. Without vision, the Bible says, the people perish. So a leader doesn't have to try to be influential. He or she just is. Over the years, many people have told me, oh, well, I'm called to be a leader Yeah, when I look, I don't see many people following them, (laughs) you know? In UK culture, how do we often control our sheep? What animal do we use? A dog. Does the sheep dog love the sheep? Do the sheep love the dog? Why? Because they're scared of the dog. The dog rounds up the sheep and runs around and gathers the sheep in, barks at the sheep. What does the shepherd do? The shepherd knows them by name. The shepherd calls them and they follow. It's incredible. And that's how God leads us. The problem is in some churches, some pastors are like that blimmin' dog. They bark instructions. They demand things to be done. For some of us here, when we talk about leadership, it scares you a little bit. Because you've been in context where you felt controlled, where you felt manipulated, where you felt pushed into direction that you you knew you weren't to go into, but you felt fearful. Some of you have managers like that. Supervisors. And God, even this morning, as we honour leadership, as we lift up, God wants to break the power of the fear of your past experience. Do you know Matt is going to make some mistakes? Do you know that? He's already made plenty already, so you know that, yeah? Because we all make mistakes, we're not perfect. But he's got the heart of a shepherd. He loves you. He's for you. He's laying down his life as a shepherd does, to say, I'm going to serve this church. I'm going to serve like church. So let's follow him. Let's see where God is going to lead light church together. Matt is going to set the course with the leadership, of course, and vision for light church. And at times, that will be exciting. At other times, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be scary. You know, things are going to change in Light Church. I don't know what he said before. Maybe he's going to say, not much will change, you know. We're just making a little bit of transition. I don't know what he said. I haven't listened to your sermons deliberately. I'll maybe listen to them afterwards. 
And that's right, he's not going to rock the boat because a leader doesn't come in and change everything. But do you know, as God speaks to him, as he's called to be the shepherd that's to lead us, things will begin to change. Praise God. Because what God has done here has been incredible and we honour what God has already done. But there's a greater future. There's greater impact for Bradford and beyond for this church. So that's later and that's encourage him. You know, Matt isn't called to just manage. He's called to lead. Sometimes churches can be overmanaged and underled. You know, I've seen that again and again. It's a management decision, it's structures, and it, those things are important. But we need to hear from God and be led by Him and allow leadership to lead. Verse 19, Paul says this, I serve the Lord with great humility and with tears and the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. Paul was humble. He loved the people. He had tears. He was moved by them. If Matt wanted a career to come lead a light church, this isn't the path he'd choose. I know there's been tears, because I've seen you on Facebook, not crying, you know, but some of the things he put on Facebook, leaving cap, okay? But the reason he's here is, it's because he loves you, because <laughs> he wants to see greater success and movement of for you and for this church, along with the, those who are leading with him. It's so key. He's cried, he's been moved. And the elders who served him loved him. There was a depth of relationship as in Paul. That's the key for Light Church. Keep building family. Keep building relationships. Keep practicing hospitality. Because in verse 37 it says, They wept as they embraced him, that's Paul, and kissed him. The verb kiss means they kept on kissing him. As Paul had such an influence as a shepherd in that Ephesian church. They didn't want him to go. They wanted to hang on to him. Don't worry, I'm not announcing Matt's going, all right? But what I'm saying is that's the effect that leadership would have in your workplace, in your community. If you moved into another job, how would people feel where you're at? Would they miss you? Or would they say, good riddance? Because he loved them. He cared for them. He encouraged them. He led them. Let us be leaders together. They didn't want to let him go. Shepherds lead from the front. They don't drive from behind like the sheepdog. Hebrews 13 verse 7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way and imitate their faith. All that is good that we see in Matt and the leadership of this church, we want to imitate. As they follow Christ, we want to follow them. Hebrews 13, 17, Obey your leaders so that their work will be a joy. Turn to the person next to you and say, I want to be a joy in this church. Turn to the person on the other side. I don't want to be a burden. (laughs) Obey them so that work will be a joy. Obey them. They're not always going to be right, but they're always going to be responsible. So in humility, say, I made a mistake on that. It was a bad call. But we're going to trust and move on again. And lastly, leadership pays the price. You know, some people say to me, it must be wonderful to be a pastor. You'd be able to pray all day and read the Bible, all those things I'd love to do. Now, I do wish I could read the Bible and pray more because sometimes we get distracted, don't we, Howard? We kind of get distracted in the business. But Paul said his leadership involved tears and testing. Great words for you today as we pray. There's going to be lots of tears. There's going to be lots of testing. Not that you have much of that already. You see, the difference is, you see, it's not about Matt coming in as a manager to manage the team. It's coming to lead. It says in John 10, 11, the hired hand runs away, but the shepherd lays down his life. You know, leadership is laying down our life. We lay down our life for the sheep, not the other way around. This is how we know what love is, 1 John 3, 16. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. As Jesus laid down his life, in leadership we lay down our lives. As Christians in our communities, in our workplaces, in our families, we lay down our lives. We serve in humility 
for others. And of course, Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, served and ultimately died for us. If you understand what Christ has done, that will help motivate us. And then lastly, it says in verse 33, I've not covered anyone's silver or gold or clothing. Some church leaders do. I remember going to a church in the north, not far from here, a few years ago, where you walked in and there was a massive poster of the pastor and his wife. And I threw up in my mouth when I saw it. (laughs) Not because they weren't nice, shiny, attractive people. No, there's no judgment on the poster. I haven't seen one on Light Church that I'm looking. But sometimes, that's next week, but sometimes we leaders can expect special treatment, pampering, have others running around them. But we don't cover silver or gold. That's what Matt's not, certainly not doing that. <laughs> but in our way, that's not seek honour. The reason I want to be a leader is so people can see who I am, so that I can get some of the benefits. No, we lay down our lives. Let's stand together. True leadership is serving people. I lay down my life. Is that your attitude in leadership? Are you willing to put others first? Are you serving others rather than yourself, in your family, in your community, in the church? And if God calls you on elsewhere in his purposes and plans, are people going to weep because of the impact you have in your workplace and in the church? And we pray today that in Light Church, that all of us would grow in our leadership gifts, that each of us would step up and serve in humility as we look to Jesus. And as we pray for Matt, are we trusting God as a good shepherd to help Matt to be a shepherd among us? Those of us are called. And are we going to choose to follow Jesus first and follow all that God is calling us to do? Let's pray together. I want to just pray as we pray, just maybe for some of us here. I did feel that as I prepared for this morning, that there are some of us where we felt like we've been barked up barked at maybe in our own workplaces maybe our past church experience has been we felt a bit crushed by leadership we had growing gifts but they were crushed in our lives we felt hedged in boxed in broken fear was given to us God wants to break that in your life in order that we may honor and love leadership that we'd see leadership as a gift Not something that's been voted upon or demanded or put into place, but a gift that's given from God that we would honour, that we would respect. So let God just come to you. If that's you in your own heart, say, God, I just release that fear. I lay down my own past experience and I look to you, Jesus. I look to your leadership. Just allow God to do that. Some people here right now in your workplace right now, you're in fear of your manager, of your supervisor. And God wants to give you courage to just serve in humility, that he would turn situations around for you. Just come to God for that. And for others of us here, for all of us here, how are you going to step up? How are you going to take responsibility for what God's placed in your hands, maybe in your family? Maybe there's some parents here and your spouse has said to you, You're not taking responsibility. And we've just offended it. And even this morning, God says, no, I want you to take responsibility. Take responsibility. Father, we just pray, fill us again with your Holy Spirit. Anoint us to be all that you've called us to be, to step up into all that you've called us to go and to do. Lord, that we will be full of humility, full of love, and that we would follow those you've called us to follow in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing, Steve. And don't forget, if you want some prayer afterwards, I'm sure Steve will be available at the end. Yeah, fantastic. So parents, um, we wanted uh, all the kids' leaders to be in to sort of be with us as family when we commission Matt. So if you've got kids in crash, sparkners or lightning, we're going to... If you'd like to go and collect them now, in the meantime, you can turn around and chat. We'll have a little short break.
Great, if you'd like to take your seats. See if you can all squish in. There's a few more spaces at the front. If you can find somewhere to sit, that would be great. Okay, um, so John Kirkby. Um, so John and Lizzie Kirkby and me and Matt founded the church 11 years ago. And um, John isn't able to be here today because he's down in London. So um, he's got a bit of an audio file. There was a video, but there was a bit of a technical thing. So we're just going to listen to the audio, audio file. Just a bit of a welcome from John. Yeah. Well, good morning, the Light Church. Really, really sorry I can't be with you on this momentous morning that we establish Matt as our pastor. As one of the co-founders with Lizzie, Josie and Matt, I just want to say how excited I am. We've known for some time that we needed a pastor, someone who was called, truly called, to be the leader of our church. And what I have seen over the last few months in Matt has been hugely, hugely inspiring and encouraging. God has clearly called Matt to do this. I know what he has given up to be our pastor. I've seen such a difference already in the way that he's working with the church to build an authentic community, to make sure God is at the centre of all we do and to bring the vision and the drive that we need as a church. So I'm praying for you, Matt. I'm excited for you, mate. You're going to be a phenomenal pastor. I know that you will sense God's spirit. He's calling that today will be a special day. I am sorry I can't be with you, but hey, you know my heart is for you and with you, and I'm so excited for the church. So have a fantastic day, and I'll see you all next week. Great. Big up for John. So now we're going to enter into a bit of a formal thing. We think it's right on this occasion to do some formal words where Matt's going to acknowledge his responsibilities before God. So, Gareth, would you like to come up and lead us through that, Matt? Let's come up. I, I love weddings. <laughs> I've done it once. Um, but one of the things I like about weddings are the vows. Um, it's not just a piece of paper. There's something deep. There's something very, very deep about it. We're making commitments in hope and faith and trust of what's to come. So please don't treat this as just a piece of paper. You know, please get into the spirit of it. It's something wonderful. So Matt, on behalf of the leadership of this church who seek to represent and serve you guys, we publicly declare and affirm our sincere belief that God has called you to lead and to pastor this church. We believe this is a holy calling of God. A sacred office that should not be entered into lightly. We affirm the gift of leadership in you. We affirm the love, care and passion you have demonstrated for this church. And we affirm the continually emerging pastor heart in you. Therefore, before this church family and before God himself, we ask you to affirm that you will seek to lead and pastor this church under the headship of Christ himself. That you will seek to live your life following the model of Christ in all of your ways and dealings. That you will work faithfully and respectfully, acknowledging the inherent dignity of every person Christ draws into this family. And as you enter into this office, you do so fully reliant on the power of God's Holy Spirit. Fully submitted to the word of God and that you commit to do it all to his glory. Matt, will you accept this calling and seek to live to this high standard? I feel like I should get on my knees because I want to do that, if that's okay. I'll join you. Before the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit,
before my family, both natural and my church family. I commit to do my very best with God's help, his love and his support. The help, love and support of those closest to me and the support of my church family. I'll seek to continually live up to the high standards that Christ calls me to and commit this day to lay down my life to serve humbly this family, this part of the body of Christ here in Bradford by his strength and by his spirit. Amen. God bless you, man. So now it's our turn. To us, as a light church family, as Matt steps into this office, shall we commit ourselves to love, honor, support, and encourage Matt as he takes on the role of lead pastor. Will you commit to serve this church as you serve Christ under the leadership of this man? Will you bring your time, your treasure, and your talent to help build a strong family that is discipling each other and working to change this city of Bradford? May I say we respond in the name of Christ and with the strength of the Spirit, we will. In the name of Christ and through the strength of his Spirit, we will. So now let us all pray to seal what God is doing and ask for the blessing of his Spirit upon all that Matt will be called to do in service of Christ to this church family. Dear Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his death on the cross that releases us from the bondage of death and sin. And we thank you that you equip and bless people to rise up to lead and equip your church. So Father, with everything that was within me, I pray that you will bless this man. You will give him a full measure of your spirit. You will empower him into everything that you call him to do. And that we, as your family, and Matt's family, will behave likewise and do our very, very best to protect, to honor, to love, and to commit to. So I ask all this in the name above every single name, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Just while we're praying, I think it would be good to get the leadership team and Lizzie and Steve and Howard, who is representing the wider church in Bradford as he leads prayer for Bradford. So yeah, let's join together. And if you feel the Holy Spirit has spoken, anything you'd like to pray as well, feel completely free to come up and pray that as well over over Matt. So. Amen. Just coming here today, uh, um, I was thinking about uh, Matt and his uh, role into the future, but also him into the past. Um, Actually, what I saw was his glasses, because they're usually distinctive, and uh, I just felt a sort of image came before me, which was of Matt in a study, uh, spending time with God, and I felt um, God was saying to spend time with him, uh, not because he's the pastor of 
people in Light Church or beyond uh, and not to think of a message for them, but uh, actually spend time enjoying God for himself and for all that uh, God has for him. And, and then I saw uh, him sort of move out with his glasses on, looking outwards and beyond. Um, and I just felt that's what God was saying, that he's a man who sees uh, beyond. So sees the congregation here, sees into Bradford, sees beyond Bradford actually, but um, he sees what the Lord God is doing and has a kingdom vision. And yeah, I just felt that God was saying that to you, Matt, today, that you are to spend precious time with your Lord and realize that he's going to show you the vision of all that he wants to do, not only in and through you, but also in the area around you and beyond you as well. Yeah. Just got a little verse that came to do with that, which was from uh, Jeremiah, actually, and it is Jeremiah 17. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And I believe God was saying that to you. Dear Lord God, I just thank you for Matt. Thank you for his... Uh, Love for you and his commitment, but his uh, zeal for you, his excitement in you and about you and for your kingdom. And I pray, Holy Spirit, come today. We in Bradford, across the churches, value you, Matt. And we pray, Lord God, that you would come and just enable Matt to take that full part in all that you want to do in this city of ours. Thank you for your uh, love for Matt that's not ever going to end, that it's there and it will be like that uh, tree by the stream, that you'll be flourishing it into the future and it will be uh, a tree that bears much fruit. Lord, do that in and through Matt, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God. We thank you for Matt. We thank you that in your plans and purposes for him, he has been faithful to bring him to this point today and looking forwards. We ask that, Lord, you would counsel him day and night, that he would hear your voice in the quiet places and the noisy ones at that that he would discern your wisdom and that he would know day after day after day that you hold him by his right hand and you are not letting go. And I thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Well, God, I want to pray the words of Jesus as he commissioned the 72 out, that the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. So we ask with Matt and with this whole church that you would send workers out into the fields. Lord God, give Matt the strength, the ability, the courage to preach your kingdom, the kingdom of heaven here in Bradford. Help him to demonstrate that the kingdom of heaven is near. Help him to be someone who brings peace by the way that he lives, by the way he acts, by the way that he speaks. And God, help him to be someone who sees the miraculous signs of your kingdom. Heal the sick in Jesus' name. That is what Jesus sent the 72 out to do because he had compassion upon those around him. In Jesus' name, Matt, we give you that commission this morning to go and do likewise. Amen.
Yeah, Father God, I just pray for Matt that he would love this flock, Lord, as you do with great tenderness and great strength. And Father, that he would know your shepherding of him to a deeper and deeper level, Lord, than he has ever known before. Gareth spoke the other week about the beauty and the majesty of of, uh, Psalm 24. And Father, I just pray that you would bathe Matt in the revelation and the truth and the life of that psalm, Lord. The truth of those words would wash him clean and that he would love tenderly and with great strength. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just stretch out our hands, children, adults, It's a sign of saying we're going to bless what God's doing here. And as we're praying for Matt, we're also praying for the leadership team of this church as they take responsibility. We're praying for Matt and Josie together as a couple. Let's pray right now for the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon them in all that God's doing. We pray that now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we pray for your power and your anointing right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would anoint Matt, you would anoint Josie, you would anoint this team standing on the stage. Lord, that they would be filled with your power and your strength. Holy Spirit, we pray for fresh oil, fresh anointing upon them in Jesus' name. We pray for this new season in the life of Light Church. Lord, we pray, let your power come. We pray for a new season of power of anointed preaching, of healings, of miracles, of the poor being lifted. We pray, come Holy Spirit. Now, in Jesus' name, we pray birth, new vision in this church, in the congregation. We pray for more life to come from this church, for more salvation, for church plants, for impact into the communities. In Jesus' name, we pray Holy Spirit, anoint all that you're doing. We pray for every ministry, every outreach, for our children's leaders, for those working in TLG, the food bank, Lord, the other things that the church is wanting to do to impact, Lord, for CAP. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, fresh fire, fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I was thinking about you this morning, earlier on in the week, um, I had a picture and it was of a a car uh, with just married (laughs) written on the back and the two of you sitting in the front driving off and behind you were a whole load of empty cans tied on with string (laughs) and you were dragging those behind you, the empty cans. And I felt God saying, that is not going to be, (laughs) that's passed through your mind at all that you're going to be dragging empty cans along with you that is not what he plans for you and it came with a a verse this is about the people who gather to David and it says here the men of Issachar who understood the times and who knew what Israel should do 200 chiefs and all the relatives under their command it's all there them and their families there's going to be people coming to you Matt who have initiative and drive, and you aren't going to be having to uh, drag people along. People are going to come to you with um, something to give, something to bring, and gather around you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just so looking forward to seeing that happen. As I was praying for you this morning, Matt, um, there are many good things that you will be pursuing as, as a believer as, and your role as a leader. But I felt God said to me three things to highly prize. Highly prize his presence. Highly prize his anointing. And highly prize his people. Being a bit visual, I've uh, got my visual aids this morning. Um, the priestly robe had embroidered on it 
alternating golden bells and pomegranates. And they were embroidered in onto the white linen, the colors of the Godhead, the blood of Jesus, the blue of divinity, the purple of royalty. So in your role as a royal priest before God, it's almost a charge that you will carry fruitfulness. Look at all those seeds. Wow. And you will also speak forth something that can be heard. And you can do nothing but the Spirit of God is with you. And so we have his fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you have his gifts, message of wisdom, of knowledge, faith, healings, miraculous powers, prophecy, discerning, distinguishing of spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of of tongues. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Just as um, you were kind of saying your commitment to us as a church, um, the Lord kept dropping on my heart Shela, um, which is an old Hebrew word, um, and it just means to be at rest, um, prosper, be quiet, be at ease. Um, to be or have quiet, um, and again, to be at ease. So I think knowing you, I think that's something that you kind of carry daily anyway, but obviously stepping into this new season and coming in to be this shepherd, um, I think there's so many layers to it, essentially. (laughs) Through this week, I was praying. Obviously, I'm thinking about... Sorry. Um, through this week, as I pondered with God what to bring, um, what God was saying, he gave me uh, Psalms 20 to pray for you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord God grant all your requests. Now this I know personally also. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fail, but we rise up and stand firm. May the Lord give victory to Matt and answer us all when we call in Jesus name yeah I've just been um, strongly convicted that Matt should be leading us in the Lord's prayer emphasizes on, on um, your will be done Lord so could you lead us in the Lord's prayer Matt? <coughs> old school or new school <laughs> Our Father in heaven, say it with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours evermore. Amen.
Matt, this is not what you have chosen. But you have been called and you have been accepted. I want this word accepted to stick with you. Paul wrote, he said, not many people have the interest of Jesus at heart. But you do. God bless. Thanks, Esther. Adam, Isaiah 45. I will go before you, Matt, and level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. And I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, guys, for participating in that, helping us celebrate. Fantastic. In all, we now have a celebratory lunch together, which is really great. Um, so, yeah, please stay around. We've got jacket potatoes and toppings and cakes, hopefully, if we've, we've brought them all with us. Um, so, yeah, just a few practicalities of things to be done. So... We're going to set the tables up, the round tables that need to be got out of the back. So we need 10 people to roll a table out and put the chairs away. So if you can kind of stack up your chairs, because then they're going to go round round tables. And lunch will be served at half past 12. There is also some eco bamboo cups that we gave away at the church weekend away, because we're trying to be more eco-friendly and not use the disposable cups we've got 60 of them if you're a member of the church family and you haven't had one yet or you lost it then you can get a free one at the back when you go for your tea and coffee yeah give a round of applause Come on. <laughs> and Steve will be and Howard or and the prayer team will be available for prayer as well so that's fantastic